0: Hey, you're You're listening listening to the Speaking of Music podcast. Hey guys, we're back. And today we are back with another artist of the month and we are so excited to share with you Miss Isabel Pless. So basically, um, we got into Isabel Pless after her song, Vectal Test, and we have collected our thoughts on her latest three singles and her EP, and we are so excited to share them with you.
1: Okay. So she released her first single in 2020, and her most recent single, More to Give, was released um okay. January 21st of this year. So let's start with that. More okay. to give. More
0: to give. So I'm actually obsessed with more to give.
1: I have to preface this. <laughs> um From the very first lyric, okay? I should probably drink more water.
0: Right off the bat, she is relatable and she kind of lays things out for you in a way that's like, oh yeah, this is very relatable, this is very blunt, and her lyrics are so clever and catchy and enticing that it makes every single song just so powerful.
1: Yeah, I agree. I would like to point out the chorus of the song. It starts out with, the right side of my bed feels better than the left which I personally really like this lyric because it it, it gives um, overthinker vibes Just kidding, to me added, personally. added to
0: the anxiety playlist.
1: Yeah, no, that's exactly where it went.
0: Victoria texts us like, while we're preparing for this episode. She's like, oh my God, listening to Isabel Plus has is given me so many more songs for my anxiety playlist. And, and you know like, what?
1: I appreciate it. We are over we it. Gave a collective we eye roll. are
0: over this. Anyway. But, no, but the song is really good conceptually. Yeah, so the idea that, um, you know, I feel like the worst if I'm not the best is something a lot of people can relate to. It's something that, like, we've all kind of struggled with personally, especially Yes.
1: The, I feel like especially this generation, too. Like, right. the
0: academic situation and the idea that you need to stack up on, like, so much like you need to do so much academically you need to have this many electives and this many sports and this many extracurriculars and you need to have these amount of grades to get into a good college and live a good life and there's so much of an expectation on education and that kind of translates into like other aspects of your life to make you competitive but also feel burned out (laughs) exactly exactly this is a generation that more than any other in the past has been so focused on self-improvement and self-development that it's kind of hard not to compare yourself with others because when you're trying to make yourself better you're instinctually trying to see what everyone else is doing around you
1: yeah and I think that ties back to how this course ends I keep burning my own bridge whether I lose or win I'll always wish I had more to give
0: I love more to give because that of that last line, whether I lose or win, I always wish I had more to give. And that's something I feel like can, can relate to so many different aspects of someone's life. For example, one thing that I really kind of correlated to is when I run. I'm a distance runner. So to think about oh, what could I have done better after my race? It really gets in your head. You have like yeah. five minutes of feeling good about yourself for completing something. And you said, oh, I could have gone faster. It wasn't that hard, was it? I'm not tired enough. And I think it's a little bit different than like Victoria's sprints, which, and her yeah, but, and I, but I swim, so. She swims. Okay, fine, she swims. But anyway. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay, fine, she swims. But um, it's not about speed. Like running for me is very mental. And to get in my head while I run, is something that I used to struggle with a lot more, like, before I came up with good, not not coping mechanisms, but, eh, yeah, coping mechanisms <laughs> <laughs> to kind of get over myself mentally. And the, this is a very good description of, like, the mental hurdles you have to get over in any aspect of your life. For me, it just happens to be running. <laughs>
1: okay. okay. I think we should move on to... Bechdel test. Yes. Okay,
0: Bechdel test. Yay! So Bechdel test is her most popular song for a reason. Yeah, it's such a good song. Yeah, it's it's my it was my first of Isabel plus and my favorite as of now, but that is subject to change as I listen to her more. Um, but I think there are so many really good conceptual elements in this song. Starting right from the verse, you get all these little like snappy things. I've missing appointments and birthdays and sunsets. And it's done in like a really snappy way. It's like all these different things that she's missing. And then she goes into, I've been watching too many movies that do not pass the Bechdel test. So the Bechdel test is... Let's talk about it. (laughs) Okay. So the Bechdel test is pretty much in any given movie. Two women need to be talking about something other than a man for a certain amount of time.
1: So yes, I really like how this is one of those songs where it has a specific concept like movies and the Bechdel test but it t- but the song talks about a lot more mm-hmm. but it relates to the it relates back to the main concept M- one of my favorite lines from from the f- first part of the first verse is how it how it ends with but I pirate them, meaning the movies, so that makes it better, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Which it, I feel like it's so... It's funny at first, but then you think about it, and it could be applied to a lot of other real-life situations, like, oh, something that... When you do something that's not as genuine as it could be, like a pirated movie instead of a... Paying for it. Paying for it movie. <laughs>
0: pain for it, movie.
1: <laughs> and that then is just a
0: purchased uh, movie.
1: My quality of conversation is so bad right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, instead Let's
1: of see. a purchased movie, and and then you try to convince yourself that doing it the other way is better for yourself or for other people when in reality it's not. Okay, so what
0: I think is so catchy about the verse, and I think kind of what Victoria is trying to say a little bit, is this song starts with a general theme of how she's been feeling and what she's been doing i've been missing appointments birthdays and sunsets and she's been watching a lot of crappy movies Mm -hmm. so instead of saying that she says i've been watching too many movies that do not pass the bechdel test so we can assume that she's been watching rom-coms or some flicks that are not beneficial not beneficial but you do it because you don't know what to do with yourself and you're going through a rough time right Mm -hmm. so this song represents a rough time and the guilt from watching movies that don't pass the bechdel test is kind of applied to different parts of her life but the idea that out of all the things going on she hyperfixates on the fact that she pirates movies that don't pass the bechdel test right it's very interesting and it's kind of humorous and it adds a comedic punch to such a powerful song
1: yeah and i like how it's continued in verse two with i've been googling the best manifestation techniques and i've been taking quizzes based in pop psychology right
0: those things tie back into the theme of self-improvement that we were talking about earlier this pressure to succumb to what society is telling you is good for yourself and i like how that's incorporated in so many different ways in this song like i've been googling the best manifestation techniques like this is Googling it, it's going to help me be the best version of myself. Like these manifestation techniques are it. Exactly. And the idea that all this bettering is going on, but she still feels unsafe in her mind, in her mindset. Right. Can something be prescribed to me? I don't like getting high, but there's a game of operation in my skull. I like that line a lot. I love that part because she feels like. Nothing is clicking up there. Things are going wrong. Things are going wrong. And she says the backup plans and stolen dreams. I'm trying to see the genius of it all. And that could be kind of tied to academic validation. The feeling that you have to have a backup plan for the backup plan for the backup plan. Because when you're competing, and especially because she's pursuing something like a career path that isn't very stable and very common. She's trying to see the almost like the genius of like having all these plans Mm -hmm. and trying to be most authentic to yourself when you don't feel that way at all and i think it's very interesting and again she is relatable but in a way that it is genuine because she's pulling specific instances from her life and applying them into a song and it comes across in a way that you can feel the emotion coming from her and you can tie it to something in your own life even if you haven't been watching too many movies that do not pass the bechdel test Right, And that's what I really enjoy about her as a songwriter. And kind of what I enjoy about a lot of my favorite songwriters, you'll notice this. Which brings us to Eldest Daughter. Yes. So obviously, Eldest Daughter
1: is about being an eldest daughter. Two (laughs) out
0: of three of us are eldest daughters. I'm not an eldest daughter. I'm a youngest daughter.
1: So I obviously don't really
0: relate to (laughs) this as much, but I think it's a very good song. Yes, its merits
1: okay so me and Anusha are the resident Ellis daughters here um I think it's I think this song is just another uh a different way uh that she is you know expressing the anxieties of her life mm-hmm. um and I like how how this song, keeps to the it keeps to the like cliche of eldest daughter stuff but it doesn't it doesn't keep to the whole like pity like oh feel sorry for me type thing I really like um I really like her frequent
0: use of these really niche pop culture references mm-hmm. and that's what I really like about it because some people might not pick up on it right away, and it's incorporated in the song really cleverly. In this one, I didn't even know this was a pop culture reference until I visited Genius, The Eldest Daughter Effect. Mm-hmm. It's, um, you know, what's being referenced here. Here, The Eldest Daughter Effect is a novel that's being referenced, and the basic gist of it is that Eldest Daughters are supposed to be responsible. They're supposed to have, like, all these set character traits they're supposed to be like perfect and thoughtful and caring I know so I like how all of the themes from this reference are incorporated into the song and you know tailored to fit Isabel's own emotions
1: I know there's so many good lyrics in this song mm-hmm. so one of my favorites is proficient intention headaches and white lies mm-hmm. because I feel like the word proficient makes it seem like like it's a class like yeah, proficient. This, these are the skills that you are proficient in like check plus on these skills um okay what is another? what one? i really like is that
0: i would do anything to be needed over and over again my um, favorite part is kind of the bridge i was I mean, going to bring you your bruised your scarred florence florence nightingale to your broken hearts and i love the idea of powerful women being referenced yes And I also like the concept that's being brought up here about how if she's not needed, she's nothing. Like if someone doesn't depend on her, she's nothing. I really like how that was conveyed in this song. She's like bearing the weight. It almost gives, you know that song from Encanto? Yes! So that is our discussion on the three of her singles that we kind of really wanted to dive in on. In this episode, however, we also do want to touch lightly on her EP, kind of just know our favorites, and know that if you do want to hear more about this EP, you should definitely let us know, because we are so willing to do another episode on Mm -hmm. that, because we love her so much, and we think it deserves a conversation all on its own, because we cannot encompass it all in this short bonus episode. Yes. So, the EP is called Too Big for the Playground, Too Small for the Big Leagues, and And I feel like
1: that it's just... More of what she's been known to do past. Yeah. A lot of, um, like, teenage, I guess, emotions placed in these songs. I mean, there's literally one called Burnout. Mm, Very, very, what's the word? Fitting for this. Yeah, very fitting for this generation. For her audience,
0: I also think that something her concepts are so unique and also strangely sciency for like a songwriter. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, right now, she's uh, very knowledgeable about the world around her, I guess, in a way that is very. These songs almost seem like high level education superiority complex. No, I really like it. I like it. Now that she's... she would have a superiority complex, that's not no, what that's I meant. True. I just meant like. The idea that you have to be smart, you have to be the best at everything to do something is kind of reflected, like, I don't know if it's a conscious decision in the things or the way that she phrases things, as in one of her songs is called Politics of Lonely. And the way she references something very smart and knowledgeable and kind of brings it into her own life Yeah, gives me the impression that, you know, especially combined with the themes in her songwriting is something that she's had to do with a lot and i really enjoy that yeah i like that too i like how she's really like informed and she has a lot of worldly knowledge that she brings back into these songs yes. like there is a song called mitosis i know what that is guys i did it biology and i yes. do remember that no i get it i get like a little like confidence boost when i know what she's talking about I'm it's like, giving mitochondria is like, the powerhouse of the cell but not really i'm like i'm like guys i know what mitosis is so smart yes but honestly it's really not hard to not find. <laughs> I also just I let's touch on her song titles really quickly from the EP she has family tree which I love this song um love blind politics of lonely burnout and mitosis and those are obviously very enticing names for such an intriguing and eloquent songwriter mm-hmm. and for that reason we love miss isabel <laughs> we do and we hope to hear more from her in the future but if you want to hear more about her in the future from us, <laughs> from us, please, please, please let us know because we are itching to do a bonus episode on her. We might do it even if you don't ask. <laughs> yeah, we probably will do it even if you don't ask, but ask us and ask tell us, us what us. else you want us to do because we love listening to your suggestions and recommendations. So reach out to us. Our Instagram is at the Speaking of Music Podcast. And our TikTok is at Speaking of Music Podcast. So make sure to go follow both of those for all of the latest updates. Check out our website. And as always, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.